Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. But don't oh, kill my brother. internet please. connection is unstable. I know. No! Just like me. It's okay. Nah. <laughs> I, I feel like for the mental health of all of the book girls that are watching Heartstopper, like we just need to have a moment that did everyone flip out <laughs> this weekend watching Heartstopper because I binged that shit in one night. I, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I reviewed about. Heartstopper. It's, it's a, gra- a graphic novel turned into a TV and show. And it is so well done because the author, Alice uh, Osman or Osman, she wrote the show and like exact exact what, 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 what wait first of all what platform does it play on plays on netflix thank you and does it yes and it i reviewed her one of her books i read her uh, i was born for this like forever ago mm. and then heartstopper blew up and i was like i was kind of ahead of the chain uh, of the train but i didn't read heartstopper for a little while and then i read it and read all three or four are there four i should have looked it up like four of the graphic novels and like there's three four, four. there's four the fifth one's I coming out there were four i, I think I you're right i think the fifth one's coming this fall but they are doing the tv show so this is the second season of the tv show and when you talk about like hollywood not fucking up a book mm. they do so well like the cast is literally perfect hmm. and well, I it's so this good. is the first that I remember hearing about it. It does it obviously not on my radar, whatever it is. Tells you how much Martha listens to my reviews. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't listen to your reviews. It, it's just that I don't remember. I, I mean, if you think about how many books we have reviewed True. on this program over the years. Yeah. Even in the last six months, I couldn't name all the books that anybody has no, reviewed that's it, let alone you no um, if i don't if if whatever you're reviewing doesn't sound good to me and i wouldn't read it right it's it was oh it was so good and i it they're only like 35 to 40 minute episodes and i started it at like seven o'clock last night and i stayed up till eleven thirty because i was like i can't stop i have i i know what happens i've read the graphic novels but mm. i have to keep watching <laughs> and yeah it's so good and the cast is just phenomenal they just even when you read the graphic novel and then look at the cast you're like yeah that was perfect because they're all kind of basically unknown do you know what she's talking about i mean i know of it it's not something i've watched i don't watch a lot of tv though Hmm. i i think hollywood woke up like four months ago and chose violence because we started the summer off with summer i turned pretty season two which every episode has been a gut punch then they're like oh here's heartstopper cry yourself to sleep <laughs> um, well that's another reason i'll never look at it well it, well it doesn't yeah, it just, it's, it's a lot of ya it's a lot yeah, of and not then my, not my jam next a week from last friday so in like five days we get red white and royal blue the movie so like hollywood just chose violence against book girls <laughs> this summer they were <laughs> like we're gonna give you everything you've ever wanted 
in a month and a half and then go on strike so you don't have any more for like a year. <laughs> to be fair, they need to be treated properly. Agreed. I'm just sad because it means I'm not going to have any of my have so much time to read. I was going to say, (laughs) Megan, you are on literally on the one podcast that gives zero shits for television. (laughs) Hey, we're book people. These are book related television things. Yeah, but they're still television. They're still amazing. And we don't watch them. Sure, a ton of people. I definitely you know, don't. It, like I'm talking about blue. we. I'm oh. including myself and Keith because you're talking to us. I'm talking to our listeners who are also watching and crying in their yeah, couches. Yeah, you're just trying to find somebody to commiserate with. Yes, every Thursday at eight o'clock Eastern time. Oh when God, she should work for TV. I tell you. No, then I'd be on strike and I wouldn't be making damn money. <laughs> I will say I'm really, really happy that they are putting out more gay and lesbian TV shows. That makes me super happy. They have had such little opportunity in the past to see themselves on screen. Yeah. The same goes for plus-size characters, women of color. Yeah. There's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of really great television and movies that are now... Inclusive. M- ...making it out into the public eye. And trying to ban these stories, like they are trying to do out of school libraries and public libraries doesn't change anything. Those people have always been here. They will always be here. You can't turn somebody one way or the other based on something they see on television or something they read. It basically just helps them to embrace who they are earlier in their life. So many people go through their lives miserable because they're not able to speak their truth. The big, that's just, I've been living in adaptation, happy heaven. Like, I'm going to rewatch Summer I Turn Pretty after it ends because I, I just, just, just need more of it. Just the title of that offends me. But it's supposed, I mean, it's it because it's, it's about a teenage girl who like becomes Don't. more than the girl next door. So it's the summer she turned pretty. Yeah, I get that, Megan. But I'm like almost 60. So I the summer I turned pretty, I a, don't know why, but that, never happened. that title bothers me too. It bothers it does, me. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I was, ne- I never turned pretty. Come on. Whatever. Look at this nose. Whatever. No. But Megan, you like that kind of like I've always hated those movies. Like she's all that. Oh, I love that. Like I hate that crap. I um, I know I people hate those movies where they're like, oh, if you just take off your glasses, yeah, oh, no. that just pisses me the no. hell right. No, but off. hers was more of like she just became a teenager. She went from like, you know, being their little kid sister friend. Oh, here's here's being... another here's another thing. Yeah, I they found just this should have called it something else because the title just That's makes what... me. That's what the book is called. I know. She should have named the book something else because people have suggested I read it and the title just really puts me off. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So the summer I turned pretty looks about like uh, Kate McKinnon's Weird Barbie. Oh, rude. Yeah. But I do love Weird Barbie. Speaking of Weird Barbie, Mattel has just unveiled a new doll based on Weird Barbie. She kind of looks like... She's too pretty to be weird Barbie. She's too pretty to be weird Barbie. I mean, you need to cut her hair unevenly to really make that work. And they tried to make it. She looks too pretty. She looks like like Jane Fonda. She kind of does. Barbie does. She kind of (laughs) does. It's like. Well, and what makes weird Barbie weird Barbie is that you make her weird Barbie. You're you're the you're one not, that cuts her hair. Yeah, like yeah. you're not supposed to be able to buy weird Barbie. You're supposed to be like yeah. the little kid with the scissors that your mom yeah. then 
beat your ass because you tore <laughs> exactly. up your Barbie. I think every little girl who owned a Barbie cut her Barbie's hair. I mean, that's just, it's I a rite of passage. I, I never owned a Barbie. I don't think I so did. I, I can't think, say. Because I was always envious of Barbie's hair. So I don't think I ever cut her hair. But I definitely had Barbies that had like dislocated shoulders and stuff. And, and, and heads that have been yes. removed several times yes. and all of those things. You know, yeah. in the movie, what was funny, when she gets in her car, the first time she like floats down to her car and she gets in it like straight kneed because, you know, Barbie's knees don't bend. Mm-hmm. But I was like, the real thing they were missing was they should she should have gotten in the car with one shoe, both shoes. And then we took her out of the car, only had one, one shoe. shoe. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I was like, I haven't seen the movie yet. I oh. know. I know I'm missing out. I was like, I really they're need to so see it, like if you if I got out of the attic and got out my Barbie, like little red convertible and shook it like all you'd hear would be barbie shoes like lost barbie shoes crack me up my mom used to get so bad all of the times when a little kid you know swallowed a barbie shoe or out it comes in the poop you know barbie shoes yep i'd looked out of barbies keith oh yeah i love barbie i don't know that they were actually barbie like i had a lot of knockoff barbies i had a fashion doll i mean yeah yes yeah yeah I was sad because my I never favorite... had a Ken, so my dolls were always lesbians. <laughs> were were they purposefully re- lesbians back then, or they were just all hung out as girlfriends? They were lesbians because I didn't have a Ken, and Barbie had to have romance, so Barbie had romance with her other friends. Really? This is a deep dive into Keith's early childhood I... psychology. Of... <laughs> that would be another great discussion for the, for the squad. Did you have a Ken? I think I did have a Ken. And if you had a Ken, were Barbie and Ken stuck in the box together so they could do the nasty? They can't. They don't have the parts. Ken didn't have As the right a kid, part. you don't care. Right? Yeah. Come on. Barbie. Ken was a eunuch. Ken, <laughs> right. Ken, Ken and Barbie were still getting it on. For we Ken. all knew that, right? <laughs> I did see a really cool thing, and I'm not one that somehow ended up on like I think it's because I'm on Barbie TikTok that there was a, a lady who is pre. Can women be priest? Is that a thing? Uh, I think Episcopalians can have women priests. Okay, so she's a priest, and she was in her like black dress with her white collar, and she's going to like Target or somewhere, and she was like, you know, I, there's not a priest Barbie, but any Barbie can be anybody, and she goes, I don't expect Mattel to make a priest Barbie, so she bought a Barbie. And made her a little priest costume with, like, the robes and everything. And it looked just like her. And she, like, had it on TikTok. And it was so cute because she was like, now I'm represented by Barbie, too. Like, it was so cute. Mm. Ro- like, her little um, God, sashes. I'm not even going <laughs> to tell was, you where my mind is don't going Don't make right it dirty, now. Martha. It's not about making it dirty. It's about the sad, you know, I'm thinking of the the ken barbie priest we're gonna does leave it that come, one. i don't does think it, they made ken a priest either does it no. come, does it come with little altar boys oh on martha <laughs> okay all right we're gonna we're gonna have to change the subject and go right but to, i thought it was cute because she maybe we should make a is there a book girl barbie i don't know i can go to target later and find no, out you just have to get her a shirt that's true <gasps> somebody <gasps> somebody needs to make us a three book girls shirt for a barbie so that we can be represented <laughs> I can. I'll see what I can find. Oh, that's hilarious! I keep meaning to You're go. You're gonna to, have to get yours out of the attic because I don't own one. So. Oh, I'm not above going to buy a new Barbie. I've been meaning to since I saw oh, the movie. Oh my god! I just haven't. Now they're gonna be like hard to find because everybody's going and buying Barbies right now. Mattel's making bank. I've seen a very cute resurgence of 
um, men on TikTok owning Barbies. I saw that too. Yeah, Barbies. Yep. Yes. Yeah, because they couldn't have them when they were young. Yeah, yep. which I think is is very empowering as an adult to purchase something yeah. that you wanted as a child yes. but were never allowed to have for whatever reason. My favorite Barbie that I owned was not represented in the in the movie, and that Barbie had like jointed knees. Like you could actually make her knees like bend. I was gonna say I had knee bar. I had Barbies with um, jointed knees. The originals didn't so- have them, so maybe that's why they. Yeah, and yeah. It, it may have no. even been Skipper. But the originals but... were very different. Yeah. Oh yeah, this Barbie. But I only had the one that had the knees, and I used to sit there and like, I liked the noise that like the mechanism made. Yeah, the... yeah. And so I would move her little like her knees and stuff all the time. It was... She was, I don't know. My Barbie always had her one knee backward because, like, in the movies, that's how you kiss whenever the woman kisses someone. Her foot popping kiss. Foot pop, yes. Yes. So you're the princess <laughs> So your princess Your lesbian Barbies were all kissing each other, and one of them always had their foot back? Yep. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. There's a foot popping moment in Heartstopper, and I thought it was the cutest. Oh my God! Don't bring thing. that back up. I'm oh Jesus fucking Christ! I'm no, 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 no! We're going into books. We're going that into books. That was book, but it was cute because I was like, "Sing <gasps> a foot popping kiss in Heartstopper." It was so cute. Oh. I'm not telling who it was because spoilers. <laughs> people might not be to that episode yet. But okay, I do believe it's time to transition into. <laughs> talking about books which is what i was trying to do okay i can still say a girl about the book i'm about to read sigh yes you can am i going first or is keith going first i don't care you go first when vani's gone okay let me get my she's reading heartstopper again no Jesus i've already reviewed heartstopper. i don't want to hear that, that awesome. again that would i would have to leave the room i just reviewed it in the past like year i know you should review like the second one Keith, I, stop encouraging her. <laughs> I did just read the Jesus. novella this morning. That's probably why you can't stop yammering on about it. And I just watched it. Like, just shush and hours. do your fucking review. <laughs> All right. So what I'm not reviewing is Heartstopper. Uh, so this week I'm reviewing Carry On by Rainbow Rao, which if you remember, I am a few years, probably a year or two ago now. I reviewed Fangirl by Rainbow Rao. And in Fangirl, the main character is writing a fan fiction called Carry On. And Rainbow Rao wrote Carry On as like a companion and it kind of became its own entity and own series. Um, So in Carry On, we have Simon Snow and he is the chosen one. Much like Harry Potter, Luke Skywalker, you name them, he's that guy. He has been chosen to be the most powerful Madge um, in history, but he kind of sucks at it. He can't do magic. He can summon a sword, but anytime he tries to cast a spell, it sucks. And his arch enemy is his roommate, Baz. And Baz is a Madge, much like Simon. Uh, But with a kicker is that Baz is a vampire too. Because he was bitten when his when he was younger. And none of this is spoilers because most of it's in Fangirl to begin with. Uh, but the school they're at, <coughs> Wat- Watford, I believe is what it's called, um, was attacked when Baz was 
a child at the school because his mom was the headmistress. And she gets killed in the attack and he gets turned into a vampire. Uh, and Simon and Baz have just always been like fighting each other because they're convinced that one's going to have to kill the other because prophecy and, you know, things. Um, but Baz doesn't show up back to school one year. And Simon's just like freaked out about it. He's like, this is weird. Where's Baz? Like, this is not normal. Like he should be here. Um, and his, and Simon's friend Penny is like trying to, they're trying to kind of solve this mystery. Um, there's also a time when the veil is low. And so ghosts can come and visit their relatives to like tell them to solve mysteries or finish their unfinished business. And it only happens like once every 20 years, give or take. Um, so Baz's mom visits Simon while the veil is down because Baz is missing in action and we don't know where he is. So she, her ghost can't find him. So she goes to where she thinks he should be, which is at the school. And that visit is what kicks off the whole journey for our characters. Baz does reappear. I won't tell you where he was, but he does reappear. And the main villain in this story is the insidious humdrum. And the insidious humdrum is taking the magic from the mages and it just like creates like dead spots. So wherever this humdrum is, all of a sudden you have dead spots. And, and then like, if you walk into the dead spot, your magic is gone. And then as soon as you walk out of the dead spot, your magic comes back. So they're trying to solve a, who the humdrum is and how to get rid of him because you're trying to vanquish the villain always in these books. Right. Um, and it's Simon and Baz and Penny and Baz and, uh, Simon's ex-girlfriend, Agatha and as all teenagers, you know, they think I can solve the world's problems because I'm a teenager and I know everything. So there's a lot of, Oh, we can't tell the, th the authority. We can't tell the head madge what our plan is. Uh, Did you say madge? Yes. Mage. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Mage. Maybe Sorry. I say madge because I'm madge. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a mage, honey. Whatever. <laughs> She's blushing. <laughs> I'm sticking with Madge now just to piss you off. <laughs> Please leave all of this in. <laughs> so the mage. <laughs> I hate this is like when people read Hermione wrong for decades. Okay, leave me be. My name is spelled like it. So I, get it. I, get See, it. I knew she was saying it wrong, but I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> I was ignoring her mostly because I was like planning out my own review and then i just kind of caught that out of the corner of my ear and i can't let that shit go so the match your page however you please leave all that in it's a great um because you know as kids do they're like no we can't tell the actual adults they'll fuck up our plan and they're just kind of running around there is um a lot of undercurrent of everyone knows that Baz is a vampire but like no one will say it out loud because if they say it out loud he gets kicked out of being a wizard and a vampire and kind of just becomes whatever <laughs> like it gets dicey um so they're using all of their available resources and trying to figure out like um who like the history of them the current head mage um <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna not give you shit about that. I'm just, never. I can't say mage. It sounds weird. Um, 
I'm having a heat stroke in this room as <laughs> it well. It is really. It's like 110 degrees in this room. Whew, okay. Um, so they're trying to find out his past because they think finding out his past and like who he dated because they all went to the same school, right? It's like Hogwarts where like Professor McGonagall went to Hogwarts. Like they all went to the same school. So they're digging around in his past trying to like connect and see who killed Baz's mom and like all these things. So it's a really cute adventure. Um, especially if you liked fangirl, it gives you a little bit more of that universe because you got a lot of the fan fiction that she was writing, um, the Simon Snow fan fiction in fangirl. Uh, and there are two more books that I will probably read. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, but I would recommend it. It's a fun read. It's a quick, fairly quick read. You kind of get sucked in. It does feel confusing at the beginning just because you're kind of thrown in in the equivalent of like book five or six of the of the Simon Snow story. So they're talking about stuff and you're like, what are we? Like I looked a couple times like, am I reading the first book? Like did I mess this up somewhere? Like am I in the wrong book? And I was like, no, it says number one. Um, but it's because when she's writing the fan fiction, she's writing the fan fiction at the end of the story. So you're kind of coming in in book five or six. And you just kind of accept things as they come at you. You're like, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, that happened. Yeah, uh-huh. He fought that person in the third year of school. Yep, I remember that. You're like, no, I don't remember that at all. Because you didn't read it. Um, but Rainbow Rowell, always a fabulous read. And you get a little more of Simon Snow. It does not have the characters, obviously, from Fangirl. Because those were quote-unquote the real characters that she was writing the fan fiction for the simon snow series so if you're reading it thinking it's like oh it's a sequel to fangirl it is not um it's a branch off the fangirl tree i guess so to speak um but it was cute i'd read i'd read the other two i enjoyed them and that is carry on by rainbow Rao. all righty then badge <laughs> madge reminds me of the old commercial where palm olive dishwashing soap was featured. I was just going to say that. <laughs> and there were little bowls <laughs> full of palm olives sitting on the on the table and they would Oh, look, I'm soaking in it. <laughs> now I'm really showing my age. All right. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Madge. I'm putting my fingers in it. Yep, that's I right. I have no idea look, what Madge, you're I soaked in it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. You're going to have to look that up on YouTube for you young people. Okay, I'll look it up fucking infants hey i almost <laughs> i i got yelled at the other day because i said something about like being a 40 year old and rachel's like we're not 40 yet god damn it <laughs> and i was like kind all of right keith would you like to grace us with your book presence sure uh so the book i read this week is called right guy wrong word by jewel e ann and uh, in this book, we're following uh, a woman named Anna, and she's in her early 20s, um, and she is meeting this guy for the first time. This guy has, like, come into her world. Like, he's just new to town. His name's Eric. He um, lives in her building. She keeps running into him. He It turns out like he's like cousins with the owner of the coffee shop that she frequents all the time. And so she just keeps kind of running into him. And it's one of those like they're instantly attracted to each other when they meet each other. 
and she thinks he's cute but he is really like trying hard to flirt with her and stuff and then she finds out that he really likes books and she really likes books so she is part of a book club and she is super nervous because in this book club they take turns picking the books and for anyone who's ever been in a book club like that, oh, it's that's always so, really nerve-wracking. It's very nerve-wracking yeah. because you don't yeah, know if other people are going to like your choice. That's exactly her problem. She's really, she's very nervous. She th- she picks her favorite book and she wants everyone to love it. And she has been at book club meetings where people have, I mean, like her best friend picked this real smutty book about vampires Ooh. and everybody did not like it and she's like that was really embarrassing for you i don't want that to happen to me so she takes this big risk by inviting this guy eric to book club and one of the reasons i love this book is because anna is so just very she loves this book it, it means a lot to her and it's called right guy wrong word because This guy is pretty much perfect for her in almost every way. But he comes to book club and he's read the chapters that they're supposed to read. And she go and everybody always starts book club where they go around the room and everyone says one word to describe the chapters they read. Oh, no. And they're all positive. And they get to him and he says something like, he says something derogatory, (sighs) something like, the fact that it's repetitive or something like that or and Anna can't let it go and she almost kicks him out of book club because she's so upset and I mean she almost like and he and he doesn't understand he is really just kind of like why can't we have separate opinions about this book but it really is a huge deal to Anna. And I mean, she keeps going back to the fact that he does not like this book. And everybody else in the book club has liked it, says positive things. And they start dating and everything. But he and she keeps thinking, well, maybe once he gets to the end, but his opinions don't change. And this story... um, I mean, she's young. She's not she's not exactly correct. But I mean, this book really kind of pursues the fact, do books have souls? And are books such a part of our lives and such a part of our souls that this would be a reason to get rid of the perfect guy? Uh, I'm going to say... After you're done with your thing, we'll discuss. discuss. Keep going. No, I get it, Megan. It was difficult. <laughs> I was yelling at her a lot. Yeah, like, oh, okay, um, finish and then I'll give my thoughts. But, I, I mean, that in a nutshell is the premise of the book. I mean, she really has a connection with this book. And when he, she internalizes it that when he doesn't like the book, how can he like her? Because this book is so tied to her. And this book means so much to her. And it was really an interesting premise to me because, I mean, I kind of get it. And I mean, I think as book girls, we all kind of get it. There are some books that mean so much to you that you kind of think differently about people when they're like, oh, my God, yeah, I hated that book. 
Oh, we've all had it happen. We've had it happen in the squad. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, go ahead and finish, 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 finish. No, I and that is the book. Um, It's got some interesting turns. I don't I wouldn't say they're (laughs) twists, but it's really fascinating, especially when you're someone who reads a lot and who is really passionate about books. I mean, I thought this book was excellent just because it really makes you think. I mean, you do kind of make decisions about people based on stuff like that. And I mean, it turns out he, I mean, it's not just that he is not a well-read guy. His, It turns out his parents are actually publishers. So he's really well-read and stuff. And then she's thinking, well, what's wrong with me that I like this book? And he does not. I It's, I don't know. I found it really fascinating. I really love this book because it just made me think about so many different things and about whether or not books are so important to us that it should affect our relationships and whether that's an immaturity thing, whether it's, uh, you know, but anyway. I really love this book i think if you're a book lover i mean there is romance obviously in it so it might not be martha's cup of tea but if you're looking for something that really um will get you as a book lover that's right guy wrong word by jewel e ann this and this is a good discussion to have because we've done it <laughs> on this podcast oh, when yeah. we very first started out it was the kind of thing where I think Vonnie and Nicole and I actually found one book that we liked together. It's like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but in a book form. Only it was The Goldfinch. And we really loved the book. And we would talk about it all the time. And it was just interesting because there were a lot of people who were like, you know, I really didn't like that book. And it took a a little bit of time and distance, I think, for us. It, It meant a lot to us at that moment in time, more so... I think, than the fact that it was a perfect book. Mm-hmm. And I think we we do make those connections and we end up placing a lot more importance on a book. If somebody says they hate The Lord of the Rings, I mean, I get that. I, you know, I read it when I was 12. I loved it when I was 12. I've continued to love it over time, but it means something to me, not to everyone. Yeah. Well, we had, because we've been doing the um, Shadowhunter World read slash reread with a couple of the girls from the squad, and Allison just doesn't love the same parts of that book, of that series that Rachel and I do. Like, we, she, I still don't think she read the Magnus Bang Chronicles, and Rachel and I were like, how do you not love Magnus? He's our favorite. Like, we, we, we were like, Allison, what do you mean you don't love Magnus? She's like, I mean, he's fine. And we're like, no, you don't. You're reading it wrong. <laughs> like, you have to love Magnus. Like... Well, see, and so that's it's... the thing is that, I mean, there was a meme on Facebook one time that was like, did you ever see a book recommend a person hmm. all the freaking time? If I see somebody reading in the wild a book that I love, it's almost like nothing else at that moment matters. <laughs> you see that person, and you're like, that's my per. You know, these are my people. Yeah. It's like you automatically have a kinship with those people that love the same type of books that you do. Yeah. Even if, you know, they like country music or something. I don't know if I would throw away the whole boyfriend over one book. It depends. 
Pro- I, I mean, probably not, but I mean, there are deal breakers. Everybody's yeah. got them. Even you know, as if you, much as the, I love... You find the perfect man and you find out he's a smoker. No, that's a different... That's you know, different. You find the perfect man and you find out that he has a secret addiction to a food that you... The smell of it just makes you want to vomit. Maybe. Or, I mean, there's lots of things like that where... It reminds me of a Seinfeld episode, actually. Oh, I never watched Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't think I'd throw the whole boyfriend out if he didn't. Like, if he hated Harry Potter, I'd be like, well, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess it just depends on know. your maturity level, now, too. Cause sometimes... If he was going to give me shit for liking Harry Potter, that's a different scenario. Whereas if he was just like, oh, I just don't like it. I'd be like, well, did you read it? And if he was like, yeah, I tried. I hated it. I'd be like, okay. But if you're going to, like, give me a hard time about loving something, then I would maybe con- reconsider it. But I wouldn't just be like, yeah. oh, you don't read? Okay. But when you're in a book club, you all, like, discuss at length. So, I mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that book. But when somebody sits there and then picks apart why they didn't like it, mm-hmm. yeah. that can feel like they're picking apart the things that you liked about it. And then it's almost <laughs> like, there's something wrong with you that you liked this part because inherently True. you should not have liked this. Okay, you know now, what I mean? this is Fair. exactly the scenario which got me kicked out of a book club. Shocker, <laughs> Martha got kicked out of a book club. They Who just, didn't see that coming? Yep, yeah. Not the fact that you DNF'd it? <laughs> no, I read it. I read it. Hated every fucking moment of it, but I read it. And then when I gave my criticisms of it, I was not invited back. And the really worst part about it was the author was there. Oh. Yeah. Those were the good old days when I still got invited to book clubs. But this is also why we don't do our podcast like a book club. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because everybody, we all, we're Could all Could you too imagine different. if we tried to get four of us or five of us to agree on a book to discuss? Oh, we've tried it. It's uh-huh. not pretty. I mean, we've um, done it at live shows. and Yeah, we have. But I'm going to, before we get too far off. Yes. What did you, what yes, are you going to review? I, I'm, I'm going to review. I've been singing carry on my wayward son all, all week. Cause uh, I read care. Cause the song, the book is called carry on. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> the next one's called wayward son. See, exactly. That's freaking hilarious. Okay. So the book I read this week is called play the fool by Lena Churn. It's her debut novel. It's one of those books that's really super hard to categorize because people do try to categorize books when they come out. This one, it's not quite a cozy mystery, but kinda. Okay. It it lacks the cheese of a of a cozy of a mystery. Cozy. Okay. But it also contains very little, if any, romance per se. So it doesn't really fall into the category of Janet Ivanovich's, which I don't know if anybody has read those books, but it was reminiscent of that to a certain extent. The main character's name is Katie True, and she is a former tarot card reader. She's kind of a a lost person. You know, she she doesn't really she hasn't really chosen a field or career that's been able to stick. She's she's just bounced around from thing to thing. The thing that she liked the most was reading tarot cards, but you know, that ended up ended up not working out for her for whatever reason. And so now she's back home with her parents and she's working at a mall. 
which is kind of, you get the impression that it's a nearly defunct mall. You know, when all the big stores. It's like all the little random stores are in there. Yeah. The Sears is abandoned and there are all these random little shops in there. Like, buy this crystal. Yeah. Well, she works, she works at a, a Russian store. So it has all these little Russian tchotchkes and, and just random shit in it. And so basically she sits in there all day long, plays with her tarot cards. And one day she's sitting in there whiling away the hours of loneliness because nobody ever comes in the store. And in stumbles this big, thick neck dude who is clearly not in there because he's interested in what's inside the shop. And that's the biggest reason she notices him. And the second thing is that his head is bleeding. He's got a big old gash on his head. Minor detail. Yeah. So he stumbles in there and she, of course, greets him and and he stammers something about looking around or whatever. And she's trying to kind of talk to him a little bit because it's weird, you know. So he sees that she's playing with these tarot cards and he strikes up a conversation with her and he says, oh, right. oh yeah, well, how much for a reading? And he's like the last person that she would guess would be interested in that. And she's like, okay, 20 bucks. <laughs> you know, she's, she's going to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. So she begins to take his reading. And for some, I don't remember what the exact details are, but he feels sick to his stomach and has to run off to the bathroom while he leaves his phone sitting there. And she is very nosy and she looks at the phone and she sees a picture of somebody she knows who appears to have been shot in the head. That escalated quickly. Sure did. (laughs) Now we back up to the beginning of her association with said friend who works in in the mall in a thinly disguised, in my opinion, hot topic. (laughs) or similar you know it might be a a low rent version of a hot topic so here's this really hip older lady who seems to have her act together and she's she's quirky and she wears this very distinctive obviously cheap necklace with a big uh, spade on it and they kind of strike up a little friendship sort of and our main character, Katie, doesn't really have friends. She's just having a difficult time in her life. And so she is really kind of excited that she's made a friend. Making friends as an adult is really hard. We've discussed that before. So she kind of starts to go out to the smoking area, which is where um, her friend hangs out. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. Marley? Marley, thank you. <laughs> I love it when you look shit up for me. So <laughs> so Marley is the friend that she goes out and hangs out with her during their lunch hours. And they kind of, you know, share a few small meals together. And they go out on the town one night and kind of do some really weird shit. Like instead of going to, a, of course, they do drink a lot. And then they end up out in the middle of the night looking at, you know sitting on a bridge looking at the cars go by some just weird shit together you know and 
Katie's excited about having this new friend. And then here she is. She's looking at this picture of her friend. She, she knows this location. And it's near the dumpster outside the defunct Sears store. Well, here comes Thick Neck Dude back. And he's washed the blood off of his head. And she continues the reading. But has seen this picture and so is using the card reading to kind of freak him out a little bit because she thinks he might be the one that's killed her well of course she has to decide to to solve the mystery and she goes over to the old Sears store and she finds her friend's necklace underneath the dumpster so she takes it and her brother who's kind of a little bit on the autistic side fixes it for her and she begins to wear it. Well, the mystery deepens and stuff gets weirder and weirder. The thing that I really loved the most about this book is that it was able to do all of those things while casually, I mean, so casually that there is no like, oh, he's dreamy bullshit. When she meets the police detective, it's like, oh, he's attractive. And, and then they go on and they, they run into each other here and there. But it's not like they're automatically drawn to each other and all this other stuff. It's like it's in the background, but it's not part of the story. I loved that. I loved that we got all the way through this without some grand romance happening. Because sometimes that's how real life works. And I really liked the tarot card tie-in because she thinks in tarot cards. She looks at somebody and she sees that card and you kind of hear about that in her head. Interesting. So she's a really, I don't know, she's a really quirky and interesting character. The book's not perfect. It has a few issues here and there. It's not the kind of thing that's the great American novel, but guess what? I really needed something fun and quirky. But at the same time, I love a mystery. And it wasn't a bad mystery. I kind of figured out what the deal was about three quarters of the way through. But the story was enjoyable enough for me really not to care. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun book. And that was called Play the Fool by Lena churn and I'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye out for her next book hopefully we will get to see her that I mean it's just a cool character plus I have a soft place in my heart for tarot cards for some reason <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> so that's that sounds interesting it was it was good it was fun it made me want to go dig out my tarot cards i got a set of <laughs> hocus pocus ones for christmas really yeah because uh rachel does a tarot card tbr list so like she has her tbr list and then she draws tarot cards and the tarot card and they're like i forget how she set it up but basically she whatever tarot card she draws tells her what book she's reading huh so she huh. so she bought me a hocus pocus set because it's hocus pocus in case i wanted to do a tbr with the tarot card game the thing i find really interesting about tarot cards is it's all in the interpretation and yeah. they can uh -huh. say anything you want oh yeah 
You know what I was and in? And so you don't, there's no need to believe or not believe in them. No. I mean, you can talk. It's like, it's like having a therapy session yeah. in some ways. Where, when where I, they, stuff comes up and some people read them differently than others. And it's just kind of fun. Yeah. When I was in New Orleans with a friend of mine a couple years ago now, and um, we were, I was like, man, if I'm ever going to get like a psychic reading or like a tarot card reading, New Orleans would be the place. Yeah. But then I was terrified because I was like, this is New Orleans. <laughs> like I am you not actually run into a real psychic right? Like in I New am Orleans. not messing or with some voodoo shit. The, the, the witches <laughs> and the wizards and the people of New Orleans because <laughs> that was a little too spooky. I was like, nope. Uh. Yeah, one time, Vani and I, I think it was when we went to the Renaissance Festival or something. I'm like, let's get our cards read. Or let's get our fortune told or something. I think the, there was a palm reader lady there or something. Probably. And it wasn't very fun for her because I think I rolled my eyes throughout the entire thing. Of and course you did. Yeah, I, I'm not really the person that needs to go with for a palm reading. Especially if the girl's trying to be a little, you know, wackadoo, a little, yeah, a little, little mystical and whatnot. And I'm like, <laughs> but it is kind of fun to do that kind of thing. I, if I ever do it, it'll be in New Orleans. Maybe. I don't know. You never know, Megan. We might run into somebody who's really got the gift. You, and, we might. And it would be fun. That's something I would do as a group. I, and I promise not to, a little bit. I promise not to roll my eyes. No, it creeps Very me out a much. little bit. Because, you know, sometimes they're, they're not good reading sometimes. Well, I, I can't remember if I told... Did I tell you guys about this? I have Maybe no not. Okay. So when I was about... I think I was about 20, 20 years old, maybe 21. And I went to Deadwood, South Dakota. I've been there. With this friend of mine. And I don't remember if it was my roommate, Misty. She would remember. Sidebar. My friend Misty just started listening to the podcast. Oh, so, hi, hi Misty. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't remember if it was her I went with or somebody else, but we were in Deadwood and there was this dude there who had, he had a wagon, you know, mm -hmm. one of those like a sheep wagon yeah. type thing. And his name was the wizard mm. and he, and he read cards and he gave me the most terrifying reading I have ever that's why I don't do it ever experienced he told me that I was pregnant of course I was only 20 or 21 at the time he told me that I was going to have the worst six weeks of my life he told me all this stuff and well none of it was true see that's why I can't I, because because my thing is and it if, freaks you completely if, out well and then oh, you Jesus, second guess like if you're one of those people who believes in like which to some extent I mean fate is fate but like you start you could like second guess yourself out of some oh, really cool yeah. shit I did I did and because, it was a mistake but it was a good learning experience for me that's why I don't do that because they could be like if you go to your high school reunion you'll and then you and you're like, oh well, shit, I don't want to deal with that. So the you don't man go. you will marry will yeah. be there, or or you don't go because they're like your high school reunion is gonna be a train wreck. <laughs> so you don't go, and then you miss out. Like, let me guess, Megan, do you have a high school reunion? I and I already did it. Oh already, yeah, that's already, right. already did it. You did it. But that was just a good example. But yeah. like those those things can get in your head, and then you second guess everything, and then you might fuck up your own destiny. Nah. You I think you just know. I think you just learn some stuff. Have you ever had and your you cards die anyway even if you like avoid your death because yeah. final destiny Yeah. Final yeah. destination. Final destination is a collective trauma yeah, for agreed. millennials uh, and yes. above. Yeah, yeah, agreed. 
Now I, I laugh. On the I hi- still will not drive. <laughs> Absolutely behind, not behind a, a car or a semi truck with logs or, or pipes piping. or anything on yeah. it. I, cool. I got to get around. Them. I was coming home from work the other day and I was like, "Why is everybody in this lane? Like, what's the deal?" And then I get up a couple cars and it's because there was one of those trucks <laughs> with like pipes. And I was like, "Every person in this lane is a millennial or above because everybody got over." <laughs> now speaking of Keith, have you ever had your cards read? Or your fortune told or <laughs> no. anything like that? No. Did you think that was maybe a little bit on the on the witchy side that that you didn't want to have that? No, price? I just don't like to spend money on stuff like that. You like, don't want to spare. You don't want to spend money on usual useless, ridiculous crap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fair. I, I I had a very big problem when I was growing up. Um, and I'm still working on it where I do not like to spend money on things that aren't physical. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Um, like I used to watch The Price is Right. This is like a weird aside, but and when they would pick trips, it always made me furious because I'm like, you take the trip and then what do you have? You know, now as uh, I've grown up, I get it more. Like about yeah. spending experiences. Money on experiences. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's always been a hard thing for me. Like I would much rather spend money on something I can touch than on an experience. Mm. So I'm still trying to work on that in my life. But yeah, yeah, to have my cards read and to actually pay someone with something that might not happen or yeah, no thanks. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I got really sucked in once by by a quote psychic that came to a an event in the town that I was living in. I'm not Mm. going to mention what, but it was interesting to me because she gave the same reading almost completely to me and to a friend of mine because my friend came back she's oh my god this lady was so good she told me about this red-headed woman that was going to change my life and all this stuff and she gave me the same fucking reading oh man i was all really you know i came out just completely exhilarated until my friend told me that's what i'm saying if i ever did it i would do it in new orleans because i feel like if anybody on this planet is going to give me an accurate reading it's going to be some of those New Orleans vibing people. I agree with that. Now, don't piss <clears throat> off New Orleans. No, I'm not. I'm saying like it, it would be like though they. I would trust them more. Oh, I see. Is what okay. I'm saying. Not like like I would feel like New Orleans people just have a weirder connection to the the world. Like to so the unknown. Yeah, like there there is a vibe to there. the other side. There's a reason that they mark their houses as haunted or not haunted when they sell them. Yeah, that sounds like good marketing, if you ask me. I mean, it was clever. I stopped and took pictures of it because I was like, <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, does that say not haunted? Thinking about having a thinking about having the drinks party, you know, and say, yeah, this house is haunted. New Orleans ghost tour was cool. Yeah, see, see, you, crazy shit happens in New Orleans. Mm. New Orleans. Hey, I've been to New Orleans. I, I know what it. you're talking. I about. I could go for a beignet right about now. Hmm. Some of us are trying to watch our girlish figure. So am here. I, but if I was in New Orleans, I would have a bag of beignets right now in one heartbeat. Because I was somewhere, somewhere recently where, oh, we were out to lunch. We went out to lunch as a staff and we went to the Hatch. I've uh, heard of the Hatch. It's good. Hatch. They, yeah, yeah. They, they have um, beignets. But That's they're supposed too... to be one of the best places in the city to get brunch. I would agree. It was delicious. Hmm. But the beignets were too cakey 
they weren't like fluffy oh. enough because oh. i was like they're like oh beignets and i'm like mm, this is oklahoma this could be really sort of good like or really bad seafood in, it's like eating s- seafood in wyoming it's yeah. sketch yeah, the, yeah. It, it tasted good but it would not like if you handed me a cafe dumont beignet or a hatch beignet i'm gonna take hey cafe I, make, dumont every I make time. a mean beignet so gotta so be light you know, and be fluffy fine if you didn't have a point of reference yes yeah if you've Accurate. never had a cafe dumont beignet then hatches beignets are great they could have used a little more powdered sugar actually hmm. can we just talk about this box that's sitting oh, here oh that's how see that's why i set it in here so okay we haunted box it, it kind of it could be bring it over here and show her oh this is it is, carolina's yes box? this is carolina's box <laughs> we sent during the pandemic now if you if you're just new Damn. to the podcast you might not know this but during the pandemic we we got each other through Basically, we got on Zoom every Friday night and made it an open meeting that anybody could come to. And we all just, it was like therapy. It really was. And we would talk about what we were reading and everything like that. Well, of course, during the podcast, we talk about things and people get the opportunity to ask us questions when we're on those calls. And Carolina's from Argentina. So a lot of the things that she would ask about were things like candy corn and, you know, some of the <laughs> other things. candy corn's got to be so bad There's candy now. corn in that freaking package. I'm opening this box. Open it. So this happened in uh, May of or June of 2020 is when we sent this box. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a long time ago, man. And I insured it because I wanted to make sure that it would get to her, right? This box looks like it's been through a war zone. She told me. <coughs> we we knew that it would may or you may not open it. I don't even. I don't even remember what's of course, in it. It's candy corn, so it's probably still good because well, candy corn is like the devil's butthole. Hey. Hey, I love candy corn. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, she told us at the time not to send it. She said, "Don't send it. It'll never get to me." Right. Well, and, and then when it got there, there she was like, "I can't afford to pick this up. They they're charging too much money for me to get this package." Right. Because so government. B- because government, right? So we thought they ate it. We thought we for thought sure they did. that the they, the 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 guys at the um post office in Argentina would surely have opened this box and got all the stuff and given it to their friends. Well, Three days ago, or however long ago it was, the box came home. It's been to Argentina still and candy back. candy in it? Maybe From, there's something it's different not even in it un- It's, it's not, even, not open. even opened. Why haven't you opened it? Maybe there's like dead parakeets or something in it. You don't know. No, but like says, it was sealed. From... It says, Carolina, here are some of our favorite candies from the U.S. Enjoy them from your fellow tribe members and three book girls. And oh, it's Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Nice. So there's red vines and Twizzlers. Cowtails. Cowtails. Tootsie Some Rolls. Probably very melted Tootsie Rolls. So we sent her a, th- a three book girls bag. bag. God, it was so long. I was sitting here trying to remember what I sent, and I think it might have been the Tootsie Rolls. We've got some Not gum, some Reese's idea. pieces. Carolina, we're opening your box for you. Well, I mean, there's no way it's getting to her now. I mean, it's been since 2020. There's a there's a Good, Pez dispenser a Pez in dispenser. there. <laughs> chocolate. God damn, Godiva. Chocolates. It's still intact. 
It's That's not crazy. melted. The Reese's oh, cups, chocolate. The Reese's cups, however, flat as a door. Like Reese's cups. The Reese's cups are toast. The Reese's did not fare so well. But this Godiva <laughs> chocolate bar, this bad boy's still intact. The gummy or the like Swedish fish. Swedish fish. They're all kind of gumped together. Oh, these are the like the fruity. Is it fruit, like salt water fruit, fruit, fruity tootsie rolls? Those the kind that you the throw at the yeah. Hey, the, those are the what candy I like, corn though. expired in May of last year. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. Oh, this is all stuff right that um, Becky, Ray, Ray, or Rachel or Becky, Becky and Rachel maybe Chicago stuff came. Oh right, yeah. There's a lot of Pez dispensers. Pez, there's several. There's some pens. All we sent all kinds of stuff. It makes me really kind of sad. Well, for one thing, it was over a hundred dollars to send it but i mean it's like a time capsule now <laughs> came back some pop rocks awesome. chuckles i think those must have come from and everybody chipped in they all sent things to me and i stuck them in the box yeah. the and Reese cups have seen those are just they are decimated they're all completely <laughs> i am shocked that the post office didn't just steal it in yeah our, in our yeah or, yeah. So I look get at, <laughs> look at flat. they're flat. The Reese's are flat. They did <laughs> not do well at all. Surprise. Yeah. But anyway, I'm it's a lot anything, of anything, man. It's in better it shape than I anticipated, honestly. For something that left here in 2020, right, and went all around the world. Well, I mean, South America went clear to South America and came back again. Probably just put all this candy back in this box and threw the whole box out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what the expiration date on this is. March 2022 is this one. So, Carolina, we still love you. But your candy's going in the trash. We have your candy. <laughs> it, it was 2020. 2020. I looked Whatever. On the... Those expiration dates are just... Uh... Suggestions. They're just suggestions. The, the, the red vines might be okay. I'm going to eat one of these red vines. We'll see. Um, if, if I break my teeth open on these, guys... That, that's a you problem. Tootsie Rolls, the fruity Tootsie Rolls should still be good because they're made out of corn syrup and corn syrup never goes bad. Can you hear the chewing that's happening? Red vines during the apocalypse? I highly recommend these. <laughs> they they fare pretty well. I think you could probably put an eye out with one of them. <laughs> look like a... <laughs> Shank. It's like Twinkies. And they Twizzlers, they expire, but they're good forever. Twizzlers will never die. These things are plastic, so I'm sure they're fine. So now, friends, as we eat candy that went all the way to Argentina and back and is expired, it's almost spooky season. <laughs> I, I'm it's already, already spooky season. I've started, it, people. Yeah, I've started making my TBR list for spooky season. Mm, I've already read a bunch of books that should, I should have waited till spooky season to read. I started to pick up a couple and I'm like, nope, save that for like September, October. Put you know back. what's really scary, Megan? Or what could be really scary? What? If you eat some of that candy and I got to watch. No, I'm not touching my... <laughs> I need my teeth intact. <laughs> and that's going to do it for... Three Book, book girls. girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.